What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Living Electric. Um, Brandon, before we start, I gotta say, I think you may have turned me on to uh, cold brew coffee now because I've oh, okay. had it. I've had it almost like every day this more this week. And good. It's like it's hitting the spot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm usually a like hot coffee guy, but now that I've like just started making it in my fridge, it's very good to have on like the warmer mornings we're having now. So for sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's less acidic too. Like I don't know if you've noticed how much yeah. cold brew is than yeah. hot coffee. Right, right. Yeah. I don't drink super acidic coffee, but it's definitely like like. It kind of cuts the cuts the edge off a little bit with the cold brew, so it's <laughs> yeah, very good. That, that's great. Well, I've been drinking cold brew for most of my life. <laughs> Started when I was a wee youngin, five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe I should have talked about that in my story <laughs> many, many moons ago. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, but yeah, I, I love cold brew. And I mean, the best part of cold brew, too, do you, do you split it with water like what we talked about a few weeks ago? Split it, meaning like add water to it, or yeah, yeah. So like, like half and half, like cold brew, and then add water on top of that, so it's not quite as strong. Because I, I drink add, mine. Oh, good. I've just been adding ice, so like oh, the ice okay. kind of melts slowly throughout the day. But I've been drinking it like too fast, almost where the ice doesn't fully melt <laughs> <laughs> by the time I finish the coffee. Because it is like, like to your point, it's a lot smoother. So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the only reason I ask is because sometimes when you split it with water, it's less caffeine. Whereas mm-hmm. when it's like really concentrated, it's just it's a lot, which yeah. is probably what you want. Yeah, <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I've been I've been using the same amount of grounds. I just cut the amount of water. I like let it soak in by like half a cup less than oh, what, yeah. what I normally do, and then I add ice afterwards. So it's probably roughly the same amount of like ingredients and stuff between the ice and everything else. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I got to tell you, I just tried a new coffee this morning. Um, so, uh, you know, Chargeway is based out of Portland, Oregon. And right, yeah. there's a coffee roaster out there called Stump Town. And Matt, you know, my boss and uh, Tristan, my coworker, talk about coffee all the time. And I was in Whole Foods last night here in Cleveland. Yeah. And they had a whole booth for Stump Town coffee. Really? And yeah, first time. And it was, it was kind of pricey. It was like $23 for, I think, 20 ounces, which is, I guess, isn't that bad. And yeah, um, for higher end coffee, that's probably on par. So yeah, I mean it is Whole Foods after all. But um, and I tried it this morning, and it one of the best coffees I've I've had in a very very long time. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was like yeah, it was like creamy tasting, but also like a bit of like butter and caramel, and then I mixed oh, a wow. little bit of like chocolate and oat milk. Nice. High in calories, <laughs> high in caffeine. It's <laughs> awesome. That's the way I start my morning. That's right. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> yeah, we should so we start have, a coffee podcast. We should, yeah, we could talk another hour about that. Um, yeah, so we got uh, some interesting stuff to talk about today. I think probably biggest thing we've seen in the news recently um, is we we're both based in Ohio. I don't know if you've seen a lot of the kind of wildfire type stuff that's happening in Canada right now. Has some of yeah. that floated down into Cleveland? Have you had like kind of the foggier skies and just haziness oh, yeah. out there? Yeah. And it, and it wasn't just as of like, um, you know, like the most recent days, like, you know, we're recording this on Thursday, uh, right. June 8th. I'm losing track of time. Where <laughs> June 7th, it, you know, it was kind of the worst. But what was weird is that um, over the weekend when Tyler and I were on the west side of Cleveland looking at the lake after mm-hmm. like our date night, it was all smoke all mm. over Lake Erie. Like yeah. it was, it was weird. And that was, you know, a few days ago, but yeah. I mean, as of yesterday, what happened in New York city, 
and and New York and you know Eastern PA. It's terrible. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's it's not something we have to deal with a lot in the Midwest. Is like this kind of stuff. Like when you think of wildfires and stuff like that, you think of more kind of Western U.S. and We've really only had to deal with tornadoes here in <laughs> the Midwest um, in recent years, so it's definitely been interesting to deal with. I know I've woken up with like a sore throat basically this entire week. I have pretty bad, bad allergies already, so my my nose has been congested. If I sound stuffy, that's why. Like, <laughs> so there's it's been an interesting week for sure, just kind of dealing with that. So I know, yeah. I I opened the door yesterday morning to let the dogs out, and we just got new screens put in on our yeah. our patio. And um, I know there's like a lot of like dogweed and like cottonwood or dogwood and cottonwood like floating around. Mm -hmm. But the night before, there was nothing coating the screens, and it was just all like ash. It just oh. looked like ash. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But what was weird is that there was no ash on anything else. It was just on our screens. So. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to hard to describe, but it is it is crazy just how much something in another part of the world, even though it is not super far from us, can still yeah. impact us in such a way. Right. Um, and you know, my my uh, thoughts are definitely going out for everybody in Canada who's dealing with that definitely. Um, definitely. directly with the fires. So right. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got we've got some stuff to talk about on kind of the air pollution side. I know wildfire wildfires and like local pollution is a little bit different, but figured those kind of tie together a little bit. But before we get into that, we did have a, some listener questions come in. We just want to do a, at least acknowledge them and kind of talk about them briefly. We may turn some of them into full episodes, though. So I don't know yes. if you want to chat about those couple questions we had come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um. So Alex and I talked about this pre-show. I definitely think we're going to turn these into to full conversations. Um, but the uh, two two questions came in. Uh, the one was on Facebook. Uh, thank you for messaging us. Um, it was regarding uh, EV grid issues. Um, actually, Tesla Energy as well, since we talked about that a few episodes ago. Yeah. And then the other one was charge scheduling and time of use, whether or not it's beneficial or more of a pain in terms of user experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so I definitely have thoughts on time of use, um, <laughs> at least pricing, time of use pricing. I right. totally right. have some opinions on that, but we could definitely dive into that in a future episode. Um, definitely. But, Wanted to at least acknowledge that we saw that. Sorry we didn't respond to those or talk about that sooner, but we're, we're working on it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, yeah, send it, continue to send us stuff like that. It gives us ideas for future episodes, lets us, lets us know what you're interested in, what you want to hear more about, that kind of information. So it's, it's really helpful for us. Definitely. And before we dive into today's topic, Alex, I have to ask you, can you hear Harvey snoring in the background? I cannot. So okay, good. He's being good, a quiet good. snorer today, I guess. <laughs> For now. For now, right. <laughs> well, yeah. If, if anybody hears any weird heavy breathing, as I've talked about in past episodes, it's not somebody hovering over me. It's just my my dog. <laughs> it's our producer. Just <laughs> We're doing a great job. He's sleeping on the job. <laughs> But I'm excited to talk about this topic today. Um, I know we've talked about, um, you know, planning episodes many, I think a few years ago, talking about like electric yard equipment, and we haven't yeah. talked about that yet. Um, so I'm excited to dive into this and talk about how beneficial it is, not only for you, you know, as as the yard cutter, if that's the <laughs> job title you want to give yourself. Yard cutter. Yep. Yard cutter. Um, as well as, you know, just air pollution in general. Um, yeah. So... Um, Alex, do you want to start with your story with, with electric yard equipment and I can dive into mine? 
Yeah, for sure. I think there's before we even get into that. I think I haven't. I didn't find out till recently just like how bad gas lawn equipment is. And I think you oh, texted me yeah. earlier this morning of just like there's almost no regulations around gas lawn equipment. Like if you think of a gas vehicle, there's so many uh, regulations, requirements, all this stuff to make sure that anything coming out of the tailpipe of that vehicle is relatively clean like it's not obviously completely clean and completely safe like tailpipe emissions from a from a gas vehicle but it's not as bad as it used to be 50 plus years ago before we had like catalytic converters and like this stuff that kind of scrubs the emissions before they get Mm -hmm. released into the air so with gas lawn equipment you have almost none of those protections in place so you're you're basically burning the gas and it's instantly getting it's like you if you were burning it in a fire or something like it's instantly just getting thrown into the air no no filtering no scrubbing nothing is really happening to those emissions so i forget what i think it was stuff you should know i was listening to but they they brought up some stat about gas lawn equipment emissions and basically like running some pieces of equipment is worse than driving a car like a thousand yeah. miles or something like that i'd have to look up the exact stat but just to kind of show you the scale that we're talking about, like how bad <laughs> gas lawn equipment can be. So I think the, at least the perspective I take is if you can't electrify your car, electrifying other parts of your life can be really beneficial as well. So oh, absolutely. I think lawn equipment is something that's becoming easier and easier to convert to electric. Granted, I, th- I think we'll get into some of the the downsides of it, maybe some of the the parts that are a little bit more knowing about electric lawn equipment, but in general, like it's significantly better for the climate (laughs) to have electric lawn equipment. So I just bought a house last October. Um, and that was something that we wanted to get into and start buying instead of buying a gas lawnmower. We've got a relatively small yard too, which helps. I know some people with larger yards, I think converting to electric is a little bit more difficult. But for people living in more dense areas in the suburbs, like with smaller plots of land, if you don't have multiple acres, like converting to electric (laughs) is not a huge, not a huge lifestyle change. So we ended up, uh, we, I think we have about a third of an acre and obviously our house takes up some of that. So like, it's even less than that to cut. And we actually didn't cut it all of last year and didn't buy our mower until, um, what month was it? I think April. Yeah. April of this year. So we ended up just picking up a used Ryobi 20 inch lawnmower on Facebook marketplace. It came with two batteries, um, for like 250 bucks. So not terrible. You can obviously get a gas one a little bit cheaper, but now we're not going to the gas station to fill up a gas tank to, to mow our lawn. Like, kind of same advantages of cars here, right? Like, you've got the electrified experience now with lawn equipment. So, that's been great. I mean, the two batteries basically last our entire yard if we just do it once. If we have to go back and cut it more than once, then it uh, it runs out. It runs through the two batteries. So, I think you mentioned you have three. We're thinking about just picking up a third just for just to have. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but overall, we've really enjoyed it. So, I'll get into kind of some more stuff later. But that's my uh, <laughs> that's my lawn story right now. <laughs>
Yeah, no, I um, you actually brought up uh, a fact that I guess I didn't really think about. You guys moved into your house in the fall of 2022, and yes. then I guess yeah, you went straight into the winter, and then yeah. yeah the spring and then yeah i guess you really didn't have to mow your yard until april because no. when you mentioned that i was like wow that's a really long time but then like yeah yeah it's winter most people don't know <laughs> in, no. in january in ohio yeah no. look like Definitely a crazy not. person <laughs> you're out there in the snow right <laughs> gotta gotta clear that driveway um yeah no it's um i i I'm trying to think of how I want to structure my story because I do want to dive back into like the pollution aspect of, yeah. of you know, yard equipment, um, you know, both from air pollution as well as noise pollution too. Mm, yeah. um, one, one example I have is that last Saturday we were mow I was mowing our yard at like eight in the morning and normally, yeah. you know, like I, I'm the type of person that like, if I hear like, Yard equipment that early in the morning. I'm like, ugh. I'm Seriously? like, really? Yeah. Why are? <laughs> yeah, it's like, why are you mowing your yard so early? It's just, it's like, come on. Yeah. But um, I was really self conscious of it. So like, I I texted my neighbors and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be mowing my yard. And you know, nobody responded until I was done. And both of my neighbors were like, we didn't even hear you. And that was like the most impressive aspect of like having an electric lawnmower is that like I've had full on conversations with Tyler while I'm mowing the yard and I can hear everything around me. If I put my headphones on with noise cancellation, I can't even hear the lawnmower because it's so quiet. And in a way it just produces more white noise than, than anything. It's not, you know, like engines revving or anything like that. Right. Um, now an electric leaf blower is a different story. That's a little <laughs> bit louder, <laughs> yeah. but um, at least, you know, like our lawnmower is, is quiet. Um, but, um, yeah, like, you know, just like some examples I've had with, with yard equipment, you, you know, you have three options. You can either get a manual push mower that has no power at all, which is extremely manual, but probably the most eco-friendly of all the yeah. options here. Meaning um, like no, no fuel like, at all, right? Like just no the, fuel. I forget what yep. those are called. The, I guess uh, it's just manual mower. I um, guess so. Yeah. But yeah, it's got like the reels in it and it's like got the little, yeah. I know yeah. That's my... About. My impression. It goes like that. this. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That's my impression. <laughs> and then obviously, you know, you have your gas uh, yard equipment and then you have your electric yard equipment. Yeah. Um, but we. And even with electric, before you move yeah. on, uh, yeah. there's kind of two options with electric as well because there's plug in electric that like goes into a wall True. socket and there's yeah, battery corded. powered. So there's yep. like, there's even two options with that. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, is that, you know, we could talk about price differentiation because that's something that has changed significantly since we bought our Ryobi electric right. mower back in 2018. Um, but uh, I, I feel like we're going to be talking about Ryobi a lot in this episode. <laughs> it's not sponsored. It's just the brand yeah. that we've really fallen into. But there's so many good electric, uh, you know, yard equipment brands out there. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, the, the corded option is where you, you know, have a long extension cord and it kind of follows you around, which, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't want your batteries to die, that might be a good option. But I always worry you're going to run over the extension cord. Yeah. Um, which is Definitely why we probably better for a smaller yeah. yard, too. Like if you've yes. just got like a little plot yeah. of grass you just need to mow, that's probably OK. But yes. anything <laughs> where you're like circling the house is probably <laughs> you probably yeah. want a battery. So <laughs> Exactly. 
Yeah, and and then that's that's exactly why we went with a uh, wireless or a battery operated, um, cordless battery operated yeah. lawnmower. Yeah, just just because of that safety issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we bought our Ryobi back in 2018, and I can't remember exactly the the width. I think it's a 20 inch lawnmower as well. It's 2022, but gotcha. it's not one of the self propelled uh, mowers that you can get, or like the assisted uh, lawnmowers. It's yeah. something you have to push manually on your own. And um, when we bought it, it came with a five amp hour battery pack, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, a smaller battery. And um, last week, we just talked about battery degradation in electric vehicles. But if you want to talk about battery degradation in an electric lawnmower, this battery has been used consistently for five years and it can still do our entire backyard. Um, Really? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. You know, when it was brand new, it could do both our front and back, but now it mainly mainly gets through the backyard, and then we have to use a different battery pack for the front yard. Gotcha. But um, the grass is significantly longer in our backyard. Um, mm. So, and and the thing is with these batteries, there's no management system; they're air cooled. So, downside of that is that in the summertime, when it is hot, they tend to overheat and they don't yeah. last quite as long. Um, my dad actually just bought an electric lawnmower, and he's been putting them in the freezer. <laughs> Whenever they get too hot, and it's actually been working for. Her. <laughs> really? yeah. I was yeah. gonna say I don't yeah. know if that's advised, but I guess if that works, I, I yeah, I I was just like, Dad, I don't know if safety on that, but you you experiment and you get back to me on that. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, well, it's a great way to try to cool them down, but I don't know exactly how that would help with the battery health. But yeah. Um, yeah, so we ended up, um, the great thing with the Ryobi ecosystem is that most of the battery packs can be used for other yard equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we bought a, um, a multifunctional um, weed whacker that you can pull it out, um, like the weed whacker attachment to put in like a, um, like a, a leaf blower. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a, um, I'm drawing a blank on, on this, like, oh, a tiller, like a tiller attachment that you can put on this. Oh, and it can all gotcha. use the same battery pack from the mower through the tiller. So like a bunch of different nice. attachments. And um, it's been great for us. And I think the best thing is, is that like, as you're walking behind it, there's no pollution. Like you can't smell yeah, you anything. You can't smell it's gas just, or fumes or anything. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like another downside of with like gas mowers is that when you're using them you're just breathing in pure exhaust yeah there's no filter which is not only you know particulate matter getting in your lungs from soil pollen whatever you're cutting you know to you know co2 and like all that all the stuff that's just going directly into your body right um let alone your neighbor's bodies so yeah 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 it's it's not good (laughs) no (laughs) Um. it's definitely not yeah, and and that's a great point about the batteries too. It's it's almost like with an EV, if you're buying a second car, like you need to buy like a whole separate battery, if you will. <laughs> like even if you're not using both of those cars at the same time, uh, or if you're using if you're not if you're using them separately, like you still have to take your car and battery with you. With the lawn tools, you can you only really have to buy a few batteries. Odds are you're not going to have eight people like all using those batteries at once. You're going to be using one piece of equipment and then switch to another, and you can move the battery around. So I think that's mm-hmm. a huge advantage and something I've seen when I just asked on social media before I bought one is like figure out what system you like best. Cause once you buy one piece of equipment, you're probably going to kind of stay in that ecosystem. So like all of your equipment is Ryobi. Um, there's, I've seen like the ego power, mm-hmm. I think company 
is pretty big in electric lawn equipment. Um, trying to think of some others here, like basically anybody that had power tools. So like Milwaukee, like a lot of those are now getting oh, into yeah. electric lawn equipment now as well with batteries. So yep. anybody that was making like electric drills <laughs> is now, <laughs> is now moving into electric lawn equipment, which is cool. So yes, definitely. Yeah. And, and Greenworks is another good option. Greenworks. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, there's plenty of good options out there. And, and that actually dives into, um, you know, the next point with, with yard equipment is the price, the entry, entry yeah. level, you know, mm-hmm. cost. Um, because with, with electric vehicles, you know, that is one con is that you tend to pay more upfront in order to save financially, you know, maintenance. And well, that's right. another aspect of your yard equipment. It's very similar to EVs, very low maintenance. You don't have spark plugs, you don't have filters, you <laughs> yeah. don't have to prime the gas, like, right. you know, you just hit a button and it essentially starts up. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, with, with electric, you know, yard equipment, when we bought ours in 2018, it was pretty hefty to get in the, into it. I mean, ours was entry level and we still paid almost $300 for our lawnmower. And for just the mower and one battery you're saying? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, over time, as we started buying like other equipment, it was like a hundred dollars there. You know, we just bought the biggest uh, battery pack that Ryobi offers, which is six amps, uh, six amp hours. Okay. And um, that was like $220, but it, it wow. lasts us for our entire yard. So like it was worth the, the upgrade yeah. uh, because that other five amp one is, or five amp hour one is dying on us. But um, as we're starting to see more you know, manufacturers getting into electric yard equipment, that price point is coming down significantly to where it's actually starting to match and even best uh, guest yard equipment. You know, wow. they're starting to become more affordable. As, you know, you mentioned you bought your second hand. So if you are looking for a lawnmower, you know, look for Facebook or Craigslist mm-hmm. or, you know, like one of those online websites because you could save a lot of money buying one second hand from somebody. Definitely. Um, so it's just like EVs, you know, the price point is coming down. It'll right. get there eventually, but it's definitely coming down. Right. Yeah, there's there's certainly a lot of parallels. And I think to your point, you bought yours in 2018. We're five years later now. So there's there's a lot of electric lawn equipment out there on the on the used market, if you will. <laughs> so like I bought I bought mine, it sounds like very similar to yours. I got two batteries and the mower for two fifty. And if you bought oh, yours new for three hundred bucks, like I'm getting that extra battery. And all the same equipment for for less, which is great. So there's definitely a lot of options there if you're looking at transitioning. And the other thing I'll bring up, and there was one in Columbus pretty recently, is some cities and places are doing like a trade-in program for gas lawn equipment. Where like you can bring in your gas mower and they'll give you a, a free or reduced price electric mower. So that's awesome. So <laughs> like kind yeah. of the, the cash for clunkers, if you will, but the, <laughs> the lawn equipment version. Um, definitely. So there's, I would definitely look into that if you're looking at switching from gas to electric, because there are some pro- programs out there that are helping with that right now. Yeah, I know um, Cleveland Heights did that, and they, uh, I think they only had like 50 electric lawnmowers available, and it yeah. was done within 10 minutes. Yeah. Like that many people registered for it. Yeah. And it, it is it it is always so nice, and now this is part of just a personal thing, but it's always so nice when you're on a walk and someone's cutting their grass with, like, an electric mower, and it's just like, oh, that's a nice smell. Yeah. Fresh grass. <laughs> it's, it's just mm, the cut grass pollutants. smell. It's not the fume smell. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it is nice that cities are really starting to offer the incentives for, you know, yard equipment. Right. Um, 
I, I will say, you know, as we're as we're starting to get further and further into living electric, I am noticing a trend where we are starting to, you know, talk more about the cons of things as well, um, yeah. which is good. You know, it keeps it realistic. But um, I, I definitely think there are some cons when it comes to yard equipment. And um, you were mentioning earlier that sometimes the battery pack doesn't last for the entire time that you're yeah. mowing. Um, can you go into more details about that? Yeah, so it's it's kind of a more complicated issue not super complicated but like it's it's more than just my battery ran out um with mine and the other issue i've noticed is i only have one charger so i can only charge mm. one battery at once so what i'll typically do is charge both of them up and then i'll start using one and then if i get through that i'll grab the other one and then i'll put the one i just used back on the charger to start charging again if i need to swap it out again um like I ran into the issue the other day, I was cutting our lawn. It had gotten pretty long. Um, I'll talk about that in a few minutes here, why it was so long, but the, uh, um, the battery, I guess I had forgotten to charge the second battery. So it was only at like half percent or something like, or 50% of what it should be, or even less than that probably. Cause it did not last long at all. Um, got through the first battery, swapped it out. And then the other battery was very low. So then, I basically had to be done with mowing. I wasn't done cutting the grass, but I had to be done because like I'm out of battery. So yeah. <laughs> I think that yeah. is the the downside you run into and a reason I do want to get like a dual charger or, a, or an extra charger so I can charge both batteries at once. I know they're going to be ready because um, the time it takes to charge up the battery is not the same as it takes to run out of battery, if that makes sense. Yes. So yes. Yeah. That was the con I was going to bring up. <laughs> yeah. So I think having a dual yeah. charger, um, would be nice there. The other part about our specific lawn mowers, I'm not sure if yours does this or not, is there's no way to charge the battery while it's in the mower. So oh, I know yeah. some mowers, I was actually watching a, a review from MKBHD's the studio channel. I think Andrew from their team just got a riding electric lawn mower, oh, um, nice. like super high end. Like it looks really cool. Um, but basically it can hold up to, I think six batteries and you can just plug like a single plug into the car, into the, um, not the car, but the mower and it will charge all the batteries that are in there. So oh, if you've wow. got like multiple wow. battery packs in there, cause it's such a huge piece of lawn equipment, you can just plug it in and it charges all of them that are in there. So I know in ours, there's two slots for battery in there. One of them is literally just holds a battery. It doesn't connect to anything. So <laughs> yep. I'm like, it would be nice if they made that an actual slot to like power the power the mower, but also be able to charge both of them at once in the mower. So that mm -hmm. those are kind of some of the downsides I've run into just in my short time owning the mower. Yes. Yeah, actually, you did bring up a good point. Another piece of yardy, or well, I guess it is technically yard equipment. We have an electric snowblower that mm. my parents gave us for Christmas a few years ago, and it's like a hybrid. Um, so it's it can run on battery, but it can also run on cord. Like you can plug it into a wall and then like oh, use it. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't know exactly how many like lawnmowers or like other yard equipment offer something like that. I you know just off the top of my head. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's called a snow Joe, um, and it's it's not the most powerful. It's kind of like the the entry level one, but you can definitely get electric snowblowers that work much better than yeah. this one. Um, but just the fact that it offers a way to have it connected to a, a power source mm -hmm. is is always nice. Yeah. Um, because that that's one con that I've noticed with our battery packs is that 
you know, you can mow the yard in 20 minutes, but yeah. it's uh, the charger itself is labeled turbocharger or something like that. And it's yeah. not at all. No, no. <laughs> it takes, takes like two to three hours, maybe even more, depending on how big the battery is. Like our biggest battery, right. that six amp hour one, can easily take five to six hours to charge back up. Yeah. And yeah. Good for overnight. Not good if you need to mow your grass. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So. I've learned that, like, as soon as I'm done using a battery, throw it on the charger and then, like, wait till it's charged up. Make sure I swap the batteries out and, like, set them aside to make sure that they're, like, they're ready to, for, for the next long mow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is something you kind of have to think about in the back of your head. You can't be like, oh, yeah, I've got a gas can that's, like, ready to f- fill up my, mm-hmm. my mower because, like, I've got a tiny little tank. So <laughs> it's just, like, another kind of thing. There's There's pros and cons to it. I mean... Obviously, you don't have to go to the gas station to fill up on gas, yeah. but then you also maybe are waiting on uh, batteries to charge. So there's give and take yeah. for sure. Definitely. And and one thing I do want to recommend, you don't have to put them in the freezer like my dad does. <laughs> I, I, I am curious to know how that actually, how that works for him all to yeah. uh, circle back with him. But we, we charge ours in our basement. Like we have like a little shelf and it's cooler in the basement. So like if they get overheated, I know from time to time, if they're too hot, they won't start charging until they drop in temperature. Mm. Um, so we always try to keep them in a cooler environment to charge. And that's been really good for, for those batteries. They tend to cool down and then they charge back up. That's good. Um, but one thing I actually do want to bring up, you mentioned like going to the gas station to get like, you know, like a gas canister or something yeah. like that. So um, before, as we were, you know, researching for today's episode, we came across an article from Princeton University, so we know it's reputable. And um, they were talking about um, replacing your gas cans, because if you have like an older gas can, you know, mainly plastic, those can release emissions from the fuel that's just sitting in there, you know, as that gas evaporates and, you know, as it goes bad or whatever, you know, whatever happens to it, it's still releasing pollutions, even if you were, you know, burning it. Mm. Um, So, you know, that's another aspect is that if you have these gas cans, you're still polluting, whether you think, you know, think about it or not, it's still releasing emissions. Um, And especially, you know, as air pollution is like a major issue right now with all these wildfires here in the East, obviously, you know, the Western states like California and, you know, Colorado and Oregon, you know, they all, they all deal with that every single year. This is something new that we're starting to deal with on the Eastern coast. Um, it's uh, it's good to be mindful of that because you even posted on LinkedIn too. Didn't the city of Columbus send out like a idling warning, like to not idle <laughs> yeah. and not idle your vehicles, not you know mow with gas yard equipment, like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I don't know if it was re- related to this or not, or if it was just a general smog warning. But it was from the weather service that said kind of all the basic things we've heard in the past, where it's like don't fill up your car until after eight p.m. Like avoid mowing your lawn with gas lawn equipment, like all of this stuff that it's like people rag on EVs for like being told not to charge one time. And it's like, we get those warnings multiple times throughout the summer. Like that's not a new thing. Um, just from general smog, I'm sure like LA and some of those cities that deal with a lot of smog are just are constantly like that, where it's like, (laughs) try to try to limit this as much as possible. So I think the the local emissions piece gets so overlooked in in kind of the general environmental and EV side of things where local emissions are something you notice instantly. Like mm-hmm. it's it's something that affects you personally, affects your local community. Like we we think of climate as kind of this global thing, which it is, but there are so many things you can do just on a local level that 
affect you to your point your neighbors the the kids that live around you like <laughs> all of this stuff the people that are near you that you probably care most about um just by making some some small changes like this so i think it's all it's all good stuff to consider and and things we've got to do more of that are not a huge lifestyle change <laughs> yeah so <laughs> exactly yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And and before we get the comments, you know, saying that batteries produce, you know, emissions as well during the manufacturing, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've, we've recognized that we've talked about that. Yes, you know, there's no, as I was talking to a neighbor about this last night about, uh, you know, the wildfires, we were talking about, uh, you know, working in the EV industry and stuff like that. And we talked about lithium mining and, you know, like, um, cobalt mining and all the things that are happening when it comes to battery manufacturing and i'm like yeah there's no perfect solution there's only yeah. better solutions yeah and um kind of left her her speechless for a second and she's like you know you're right i'm like yeah. well <laughs> you know hair flip yes yeah. um but yeah like <laughs> but but the thing is is that like yes you know there's still cons to battery mm -hmm. manufacturing it's just better you know it's it's an improvement over burning fossil fuels yeah so definitely yeah so just and, take solace in that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a good transition point to kind of one other thing I wanted to wrap up with. Similar to cars and just driving in general, the best car is no car for the planet. The best yes. trip yep. like or driving is no driving for the planet. Similar to that, the best lawn for the planet or like lawn care is no lawn care. Like just not having a lawn that you're mowing constantly or putting energy into. So... I know one thing we're trying to do at our new house is have a lot more garden space and just like pollination type plants, like stuff that we don't have to mow constantly. Mm -hmm. um, because again, we're using electricity, we're putting a lot of energy into it to mow this and like cut it all down. We actually, I don't know if you've heard of this before, but I found about, out about it recently. There's a thing, a new kind of movement that's called No Mow May. We're like the yeah. entire month of May, you just like don't mow anything, which like... Yeah. We tried this year. What's that? <laughs> I have a surprise, surprise. I have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we did that this year because I'm like, oh, we'll give that a shot. Like a month isn't too bad. Um, what we did is we didn't mow like our our internal yard, if that makes sense. We have kind of a oh, weird yard yeah. setup where we only have like we have our normal lawn that's kind of like outside along our sidewalks and stuff. But then inside, there's garden that's kind of like barricading all of that. So what I did is I mowed like the parts that we walk through, the like the exterior parts that like our neighbors would see. But then like inside the garden areas that are just kind of more like naturally more meadowy, I just left mm -hmm. let run free for the month. Oh, so like we kind of half nice. participated, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> our backyard was funny because we usually walk through our backyard to like get to our garage. And I would mow that down pretty short. So there'd be like this path of grass that was mowed down and then right next to it, it's like a foot tall grass and like <laughs> clover and stuff. <laughs> so that That's was pretty awesome. funny. But anyway, we're looking at kind of transitioning that to more, um, more clover, more like creeping time, some more like kind of ground cover plants that just don't need as much upkeep in general, that bees like a lot more, like all that kind of stuff. So yeah. That's what we're trying to transition more towards so that, again, the best lawn care is no lawn care. And if you look into lawns at all, like most people are like, these are the dumbest things ever that we spend so much time yeah. and energy trying to keep our lawns green and like all this stuff. There's so many better options out there. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's a very American mindset, I think, it yeah. is to yeah. have 
like the perfect grass. Like there's so many houses down the street from us that have like golf course looking grass. Yeah. And it's like, that's <laughs> every time we walk by, I'm like, that would be nice. But I'm like, that's also so much fertilizer, so much chemical, you know, like so much wasted water just to maintain yep. like these short blades of grass. Yeah. Get something that's much better for the environment. Like, yeah. you know, just, just get over the cliches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think no, there's I, something kind of beautiful about the like more wild looking kind of oh, yeah. grass or lawns too. Like we've seen a lot of people, I'm sure you did see just looking at houses in Columbus, a lot of people have converted their front yards into like more gardens, like things yeah. that aren't just flat like mowed grass cuz you're like what is the point of that? Like what value is that adding? <laughs> it's yeah. not like everybody has a grass patch. Like you can convert that into something that's more landscaped or has plants in there. You can like grow produce there. Like there's a lot more options with it. Um, so like at our house, we're planning to keep at least like one grass patch if we want to play like badminton or like yard games or oh, anything yeah. like that. So we'll probably keep that, but everything else we're looking at kind of converting, if you will. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I think that's smart. That was something that if we hadn't sold our house, we talked about ripping up all the grass in our front yard and turning it into like a pollination garden. Yeah. And yeah. just like having the whole front yard be nothing but plants, native plants, you know, for the bees, the butterflies, like we right. just planted milkweed up front. Yeah. And um, still waiting for it to come through. But like, in, in our new house, um, Tyler was saying that like, oh, we'd probably have to replant some grass because some, you know, there's some patching and stuff like that. And and I joked with him. I'm like, you know, that's a very very American way of thinking. I was just like, let's let's <laughs> we not gotta do fix the that. grass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly right. Yeah, you don't have to fix every issue, but like, um, especially when it comes to grass, like I saw it as an opportunity to plant, you know, raised garden beds, or like mm -hmm. even just tear that out and put in like you know clover and you know some other plants that would be lower maintenance, more you know less water intrusive. Right. And, you know, things that would just be beneficial. And there's so much sun in that front yard that we could do, like, a vegetable garden or, like, yeah. you know, something that could benefit us, you know, so yeah. we don't always have to go buy produce at a store. We could just grow our own, you know, food. So, right. Right. Um, which I think is probably what we're going to look into. Um, but we'll see. I mean, there's so much, so much potential instead of just having grass. Like, I right. just think a lot of people kind of get sucked into that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we noticed, too, like, our, we have a pretty decent amount of clover in our yard already um and clover is extremely drought tolerant like usually clover oh, yeah. will stay green a lot longer than grass will so like a lot of our neighbors have like it's been very dry here in ohio where it like has not we haven't had a major rain i think in like two and a half three weeks same um, yeah and our lawn is still relatively green and we have not watered it. So like, that's another advantage of that. If you do care about the optics and stuff, I think considering at least mixing in some clover or other plants like that help a ton. So, and you can still mow it like normal. Like it's still kind of, we still treat it like a normal lawn. So yeah, again, a lot of options out there. So definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, I just have a few opinions about no, no moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious so, on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's mainly just one. Sadly, we weren't able to participate because we were selling our house. So I, every time I mowed the grass in May, I was like, sorry, <laughs> um, but got to sell our house. Yeah. Um, my, my only biggest concern is that we have a lot of deer in our area and they always walk through our front yard. And mm. with, with climate change and, you know, things warming up, the winters haven't been cold enough to kill off a lot of the tick population. Mm. So with longer grass, there tends to be higher 
populations of tick and, gotcha. and um, or, you know, ticks. And as the deer come through, they drop deer ticks, which tend to, you know, they carry Lyme disease. Mm. And that really concerns me with both Tyler and I, as well as the dogs. So yeah. we, we decided not to participate this year, well, besides selling our house, just because we were trying to be mindful of the tick population. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, if you, if you don't have a lot of, you know, animal traffic through your backyard, it's, yeah, you know, you're right. probably better off than if you do, but yeah, that's only my concern is that I was always really worried about that. And, and here in yeah, Cleveland Heights, point. I mean, the mayor was on CNN pushing uh, no mo may and really? a lot of the neighbor i gotta tell you i'm not the only person in our neighborhood that had the opinion about it <laughs> so yeah we were all very concerned about ticks interesting yeah that's it that's yeah. a good point yeah yeah we don't have dogs either so that's kind of a nice part is we don't have to worry about like keeping a lawn if you will <laughs> like we don't yeah. we don't have have to have some other where where they can run around so that yep. is a, an advantage to no dogs i guess <laughs> yeah. but yeah almost everybody we know has dogs so <laughs> yes yeah living electric is a pro dog podcast definitely definitely <laughs> yeah but well i i just want to wrap this up and just say that you know if anybody who's listening has yard equipment that's not ryobi um you know the ryobi ecosystem <laughs> let us know how it's working for you guys because right. i've heard great things about the ego uh ecosystem yeah. i know costco just started carrying that you can get it for a pretty good price point through costco um so, and, and it's cool. Like whenever you go into Home Depot, you don't even see gas yard equipment anymore. It's just, from yeah. what I've seen in local shops, it's just all electric. That's a good so, point. Yeah. That is one thing I, I was very surprised. Like we were driving through Mallory's hometown. Very like kind of conservative, like old fashioned kind of town. Like a lot of people are very like just kind of set in their ways there. And almost everybody I saw mowing their lawn up there had an electric lawnmower. <laughs> so like, oh, I think awesome. that's, it's one of those things that's definitely like cutting through a lot of the, the BS like that and being like, Oh yeah, like we can have an electric lawnmower. It's not really a big deal. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's the great point that I'm, I'm seeing those more and more that it's not really a, like that is kind of your only option now is electric lawnmowers. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, no, definitely. Well, leave it to the lawnmowers to cut through politics. <laughs> so. Cutting through lawns like they're cutting through politics. <laughs> That'd be a great t-shirt. <laughs> lawnmowers for equality. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I just want to preface, too, before we wrap this up, the American mindset. There's nothing majorly wrong with it, <laughs> um, but I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Nothing. Don't look at history, but nothing majorly wrong. Yeah, this is not history electric. It's living in the present electric. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I'm going to be done with uh, making living electric jokes moving forward. So, <laughs> but yeah, let us know your thoughts on yard equipment, and uh, yeah, we'd love to love to talk more about that for sure. And we'll catch you all in the next episode.